0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Adam Higgins, uh, who writes on politics for The Irish Sun, is on the line again with us this morning. Good morning to you, Adam. Uh, When we were chatting to you yesterday, I don't think even you envisaged that this would be as tough for the government as it turned out, I mean, there was political pandemonium yesterday.
0: There really was, Joe. Uh, unworkable, possibly illegal, absolutely bananas. They're just some of the words that were used to describe the government's plan for this sort of a, a vaccine passport to allow people to uh, go inside in restaurants and bars. And it, It's a really difficult one to see the government working out how this is going to practically work in restaurants and pubs. Because, I mean, yesterday... Before, before the press conference even started, all the journalists in the room were getting um, uh, emails from hospitality industry reps and uh, uh, saying that this is remarkable. We can't do this and we're not going to do this. And then we have to then ask the shirt and the Taoiseach that, look, they say they're not going to do this. What are you going to do? And they had no answers. I've been covering these uh, lockdown and reopening press conferences now for the past 15 months. Most of the time I come on and talk to yourself afterwards. And never have I seen less answers from the leaders than I did at yesterday. Because the moment. key
1: thing here was there were no dates. There were no indicative dates. The, the only thing they said was uh, we intend to have a plan for this famous or infamous vaccine pass. Something that the government had completely set their face against up to yesterday afternoon by the 19th of July. But that no suggestion that that would be a reopening date for indoor hospitality.
0: No, you're right. And look, you, you started off the show, we mentioning the clear day we have outside. And to be honest, the weather forecast now is more clear than the government's plan when it comes to hospitality. I mean, just on Monday, the day before this announcement, the Parnished told the country that we would have total clarity for hospitality industry and, and their future tomorrow. And I don't think anyone in the country thinks that total clarity is what we've got yesterday because nobody knows we have an indefinite date for when they're re- going to reopen. We We were looking at July 5th and now they've mentioned this July 19th date, but as we asked the Taoiseach at, at the press conference yesterday, does that mean that, you know, plan or no plan, they're looking at reopening on July 19th? And he said, no, no, we don't have a date for when they're going to reopen. We just have a date when we're going to have a plan ready for them. So the Taoiseach and the, and the government are now scrambling to put together this plan on the back of this advice from Neffet that really cut the Cabinet off guard. No one expected this, as far as we're told in the media that this wasn't something that, as you rightly point out, this was something the government had, had already said was they didn't want to go down that road policy-wise and, and a complete U-turn because of the public health advice well, I, I, The
1: thing is, I mean, are there any back channels at all between the public health emergency team and the government? I mean, is, is there any heads-up early warning system in place to say, listen, uh, just you might cool it there on the clarity talk publicly because we're about to present something to you tomorrow that might um, change your tune. Hmm. Well, that was
0: actually something that was put directly to the teacher yesterday. Like, I mean, this is uh, a colleague on RTE, asked him in the press conference, look, this was this is clearly causing an issue when it comes to clarity and messaging. Did no one in effort, you know, tap you on the shoulder and say, look, this is coming? And, and as far as we know, that didn't happen, and which is raises questions, to be honest, about um, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, because... He works in the same building as the CMO, Dr. Tony Hulin, who is the chair in Neffitt. As far as I'm aware, they work on the same floor. And you would think they'd see each other every day, if not every other day. And surely the CMO or or someone in Neffitt should have pulled the Minister for Health and said, look, we might be looking at doing this in the coming days, as opposed to landing it on them on Monday night, and then the government then having to in a mad scramble try to figure out what they're going to do and will they be able to do this and then they come out to the media with no answers to all the questions about how this is going to work just saying that we need two more weeks to come up with a plan.
1: Now of course these things have a tendency to repeat themselves. People will remember in October the tarnished, famously in essence attacking neffert publicly for recommendations at that time. You wonder if that strained relations in the long term here and neffert were wary of saying anything behind the scenes, in advance of making the formal presentation to government on these very stark figures. I mean, their modelling is very, very scary. They're saying for certain, I think though, that 55% of the cases in Ireland last week uh, were the Delta variant. It will become the dominant variant. They're talking about potentially thousands of deaths uh, and hundreds of thousands of cases in July, August, and especially into September.
0: You're right, and let's have a quick look at some of the the modelling because the the letter that the CMO sent to the health minister contains, uh, to be honest, a nice clear um, box that breaks down the situation that they think might unfold over the coming months, and they split it out into four different sections. There's an optimistic section, which says you're looking at around eighty-one thousand deaths and two, or eighty-one thousand cases, two hundred and fifty uh, deaths. And then there's a pessimistic situation, which is the up the opposite end of the square. That's eighty one thousand deaths or cases. cases. You're and, really and scaring and
1: people this morning, Adam. <laughs> Six hundred eighty one thousand
0: cases and and, and two thousand deaths. Right now, we asked the T shark, "Look, what, where do you think this is going to, to land? You know, surely they would have given you some sort of prediction of where they think we're heading for." And the T shark said that they they believe that we will land somewhere between what he said was Central One and Central Two. Right, and I'll tell you quickly, Central One is 187,000 cases, right? Central 2 is 408,000 cases. Now, they're split over July, August and September with a peak likely coming in August. So that's the sort of situation and the modelling that has led to the pushback of the reopening of
1: hospitality. I mean, it is remarkable. I want to talk to some other people as well now, Adam. You might stay with us, uh, Adam Higgins, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun, with us this morning. To hear the Thornest on our own bulletin there at nine o'clock, suddenly talking about the vaccine pass As a good thing and even suggesting that it uh, may well stop us ever having to go into lockdown again. But this is exactly the same government who up to yesterday afternoon were saying this was entirely unworkable, which, by the way, is what the hospitality sector is saying now. About it, as well as many people uh, suggesting that it could well be discriminatory if you try it, uh, and a lot of confusion about what's public health advice and what's practical. You know, this thing about young people being allowed to serve in a a restaurant, but not being allowed at the end of their shift to sit down and have a drink. Now, of course, the public health side will say, well, the reason for that is that you are at work. You're adhering to certain protocols in that sense, the same way we all are when we're in offices or or restaurants or wherever we might be. You're wearing the masks, you're sanitising, you you become a punter, as it were, thereafter, and you cross the Rubicon. Uh, But Alan Kelly, uh, who is a Tipperary TD, of course, and leader of the Labour Party, was very strong on this in opposition yesterday.
2: What you've announced earlier uh, as a decision from Cabinet in relation to reopening is absolutely bananas. It's discriminatory, it's unenforceable, it's actually shocking stuff, amateur hour. When did government discrimination become the norm in Ireland? I'd like you to answer that. Because what you're saying to young people today is, we're all in this together. Except when it gets to a stage where those of us who have been vaccinated want to get out and enjoy ourselves this summer. That's what we're really saying. Oh, and by the way, we also want you to continue working to serve us in the bars and restaurants and pubs and everywhere else. uh, Because we need you to do so, even though you're not vaccinated. And by the way, public health covers this shocking stuff. What you're saying is that I can go in and get a meal down the street in a restaurant or go for a pint. My colleague here Duncan Smith sitting behind me can't. I have to leave him outside the door. That's discrimination. That's wrong. And in Ireland we don't practice discrimination. Certainly governments shouldn't be pushing it which is effectively what you're doing. And I think you're going to learn a big political lesson over the coming days, weeks. No, I'll rephrase that. Over the coming seconds, minutes, hours in relation to this decision. And you're going to have to rescind it.
1: That's uh, Labour leader Alan Kelly, former minister himself, of course, um, and he was uh, questioning the Minister for Transport and Green Party leader Eamon Ryan in the doll yesterday, still sitting at the convention centre because of everything that's going on. Sean Lally is a former president of Limerick Chamber, so he's got a sense of this across businesses, including restaurants. Uh, he is the uh, owner uh, of uh, the Woodstock Hotel in Ennis these days, and he's on the line. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Joe. So Sean, we have this absolutely bizarre situation now where it is being suggested that you can be unvaccinated, you can stay in your hotel in uh, Hotel Woodstock in Ennis, and you can be served as a resident indoors. But in the future, for a restaurant, you'll need a vaccine pass.
3: Yeah, I know it's a logical. I am absolutely shocked that we're still talking about this topic. Uh, here now, the first of July, and um, I'm just uh, amazed. There's, there's no sense to it. I completely disagree with the vaccine pass. Uh, I mean, how are you going to measure it? You know, are you going to have a young person on the door who more than likely isn't doesn't have the vaccination taken themselves, telling somebody you can't come in? Uh, you'll be splitting up families. We'll do a lot of crisp things party parties, that type of stuff, so you're telling some of them they can sit outside and more they can go inside to the table if they a vaccine passport. It, it's just, it's not workable and uh, I you heard the story from your callers there you know, it's just what Alan Kelly says what Adam uh, was saying in his call, you know, it's just it, I, I am absolutely shocked and I think we're taking the worst case scenario in terms of the figures from Neffert obviously Neffert's brief is to cut out COVID, nothing else nothing else matters you know, it doesn't matter the effect that has had in mental health, that people's businesses, you know, the cancer, the heart disease, all that type of stuff that was put on ice over over the last year. That we're only going to see those problems come out in the future. And I think I think we just need to to relook at this again. Like everything should be about the, the vaccine rollout program. We haven't heard anything about that in the last few weeks. You know, the target was that we would have reached. Isn't
1: it, isn't it interesting though, Sean? You know, we are saying to people that ultimately the vaccine is not mandatory. But if they carry this through, does it not, in essence, make it mandatory if you want to resume normal life in the country?
3: Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I'd say, from a legal perspective, it, it, it's wrong there. But you know, just look at the UK; they're slightly ahead of us. You know, you look at Wembley last night. Was there fifty thousand people there? You know, they expect uh, eighty thousand people there in a few weeks' time for another game. I don't hear, while I hear an increase in number of cases over there, I don't hear about an increase of, of the hospitalizations and and uh, deaths over there that are really, really worrying. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't hear it coming out of other countries in Europe. Well, no, well, maybe I mean, I'm
1: wrong. I mean, you know, the talk about indoor hospitality and, you know, it's pubs serving drink indoors as well, of course, uh, as well as restaurants. Is it that the government is afraid to say because they look across Europe and see different methods being used, but in essence, indoor hospitality open, that there's a lack of trust in Irish people to behave themselves indoors, that basically we will breach, I'm not talking about you now, the hotelier, or or indeed the restaurant owner, but the punter, the me, going in there, that I'll see you, I haven't seen you in ages, and I'll breach the rules. I'll go over and I'll talk to you and I'll sit down and sure the drink will flow. And we all kind of know each other because it's a small country anyway. And that sort of mixing is traditional in Ireland. It'll happen anyway. And the government just don't want to be honest and say, that's the reason we're being treated differently. Well, I think to be fair to hoteliers, restaurateurs and publicans, they've been very good in terms of policing along
3: the guidelines so far when they have been allowed to open, even if it's only limited opening. So if that has happened. The worry is, if you don't allow them to open, is that it's going to lead to house parties. And we've all seen numerous examples of house parties with way too many people at events and at parties, and absolutely no social distancing or no guidelines being followed. So that's the worry,
1: and that's what this is going to lead to. Mm. Um, then you have young people, of course, and you know you can imagine. And in fairness to people, because we're only into the thirty-five to thirty-nines uh, being called now for first jabs in in many instances, um, and they will try and speed it up. But the reality is, you'll have thirty-five and under, and 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 forty and under, and forty-five and under for quite a while. Who you're saying to? No, sorry, you you know, yeah, you can you can come in and and serve the rest of the population who have their vaccine pass. But you can't do that yourself. It just feels alien to the way Ireland is supposed to work as a republic.
3: It's, it's not work, Joe. It just isn't workable. You know, I, and we see the focus seems to have moved away from the vaccine rollout. Uh, and uh, I'd like to put it back on the vaccine rollout. You know, get as many people vaccinated as possible if they want the vaccine and then take it from there. Because we've seen our numbers drop uh, as the high-risk categories have been vaccinated. You know, but I don't know. I, I think just the government are putting too much credence to effort and that we need to move on and that we need, you know, we need to look at some other advice and some other countries in terms of what they're doing. But I'm just very, very frustrated with it at this
1: stage. And, and finally, Sean, I mean, one restaurateur has been saying for a couple of weeks now that, not in Limerick, but up the country, that he intends to open anyway for indoor on the 5th of July and see what happens.
3: Yeah, I've seen the interviews, I've heard them, and have great sympathy with him. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's, it's, uh, I'm sure some people will probably be of that attitude. You know, he's been taking the line that the, the government in the past have called for the guards to take a, a, a kind of a, a logical uh, approach to it. Uh, but I suppose it's probably moved on a bit since then with this uh,
1: firm guidelines from the government uh, in their announcement yesterday. The Irish Examiner front page features a photograph, uh, quite a big one, of Jack Costello of the lock here in Limerick, he's saying the reopening plan does not make sense it's already in jeopardy according to the examiner, indoor dining for the fully vaccinated only is the plan but legal and ethical obstacles are emerging and the government seeks to cobble plan together in uh, quotes from uh, a source, Uh, well James has been listening to all of this and he's on 4619.95 this morning Hi James Hi Joe. how are you? So what are your thoughts? Um,
4: yeah, look, it, it, it's not what anyone wanted. Uh, the publicans, the restaurateurs, and even just, you know, us the general public, the people that go to the restaurants and to the pubs, but I suppose we do have to, you know, I don't agree with everything that Neffitt have said or done in, in the past, you know, 18 months, but I suppose they are the, the experts in this, and, you know, I, while it is disappointing, I, I do think there's a part of me that kind of agrees, not agrees with what they're doing, but is willing to accept what they're doing. Um, Just in the fact, we look back at what happened at Christmas, we were kind of allowed, you know, to to go to restaurants, go to pubs, go to the shops, and it was the wrong thing to do. And it was all pulled away from us again. You know, the rug pulled from under our feet on Christmas Eve, and we were knocked down for the best part of four months. So I I suppose, I look at where we are now, we've come through a long winter, a long spring, uh, and we have, we we have an element of freedom now. You know, the shops are open, the restaurants are open outside, pubs are open outside. Do we accept what we have now, you know, for the greater good and say, look, we have something rather than, you know, take some more and then we go one step forward and and go two steps back? And that's my only fear. I I think, you know, I speak for not just myself, but for everyone. I, I don't think we could do another lockdown. I know Leo Radker came out this morning and said that there will be no more lockdowns. But you know what? Um, I just think... Well, you know, what he was
1: saying was that if this vaccine pass is introduced, it could, and he then slightly paused and said, potentially could mean no more lockdowns. Now, potentially is an important yeah. uh, word in that context, isn't it? Caroline is also Absolutely. on the line this morning. Uh, you can get your views into us, oh eight six one two three ninety five ninety five. by the way. Hi, Caroline. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good, good. So what do you think?
5: To be honest with you, I'm living here now, there. and to be honest with you, like, I think the ideas people have come up with with outdoor dining is actually very, very nice. And um, if we get the weather, like, why would we want to be dining indoors, basically? Um, yeah, your caller, your speaker there earlier had a point about, you know, like, young youngsters, Like, I was away there two weeks ago um, in a hotel just for two nights for a bit of a break, and we had uh, transition-year students serving us. And, like, it's crazy, the government saying, like, you know, if you're not fully vaccinated or partially vaccinated, you can't sit down and have a meal, and yet, you know, the youngsters are able to serve us. So, like, I don't know, do they... (laughs) I'm absolutely flabbergasted by the whole thing. be honest with you, I think the safest thing to do, would be to do, would be to, look, stay outdoor dining until everybody's vaccinated and then we'd all be equal and we could all eat indoors then.
1: Yeah. Uh, Christine says, if the vaccine pass comes in, uh, will all the staff serving you have the vaccine? The chef, security, cleaners? Absolutely not. Once again, the government rolling a dice, and wherever it lands, they announce that. Uh, anyone with half a brain knows this won't and can't work, says Christine. Uh, another listener says, Joe, it's time now for the nation to take to the streets in protest to what this government are doing. Um, Adam Higgins of the Irish Sun, who writes on politics for them, is still with us. Uh, Adam, you've heard James and Caroline there, and to some extent, they might be be reflective of what minister Niall Collins said to us you were on with him yesterday morning it was in advance of this announcement I don't think he would have expected what actually emerged but he was saying that the phone calls to his constituency were generally supportive uh, his office of of where the government stands do you think that is still the case do you think that uh, backbenchers on the government side will stick with this
0: well I think you'll get the answer to that question um this evening, when uh, the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party and the Fianna Gael parliamentary party meeting and the backbenchers get their chance to air any grievances about this, and I can imagine they will be very testy affairs. And um, I, I did like what James said there about method. are the experts, and look, I mean, it's an effort's job to provide this vo- advice to the government about the scientific situation and what they believe might happen in their in their best guess in their best estimates. But it's the government's job then to create the policy on the back of it. And there's a lot of questions about this policy of a vaccine pass for indoor hospitality. Yesterday, the government were very keen to point out that there's other countries in Europe already using this. But if you look at some of those countries, like, for example, Denmark, there's a big difference between what they're doing and what the government are proposing and what NEPH actually proposed in their letter to, to the health minister. So Denmark... I can go in if I am I can go into a restaurant and have, have dinner at a few points, if I'm vaccinated, if I've recovered from COVID in the past nine months, or if I have a negative antigen test or PCR test. Now that's the key part there, the last testing part, because the government doesn't want to include that in our vaccine pass situation. So with if if I can only uh, go into a restaurant if I've recovered from COVID or if I have a vaccine pass. This is going to create a divide in society between those who have the vaccine and those who don't have the vaccine. And that that divide there can be, obviously, it will be generational at the start because younger people won't have it. But there's also, as you pointed out earlier on, it's not mandatory to have a vaccine. The government hasn't made it mandatory and some understandable why There are people who, for whatever reason, won't want to get the vaccine. And now are we saying that those people can't come inside in a restaurant forever, or how is that going to work?
1: Yeah. Alright, fascinating. We want to see how all of that develops across uh, the next 24 hours but we'd like to continue to hear your comments on this, particularly on communions and confirmations and the fact that they're not going to go ahead and some of them were lined up I think uh, for uh, the next few days um, 0861239595 95. Thank you to Adam Higgins from the Irish Sun uh, Thank you to all of our contributors including uh, listeners James and Caroline there Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95